0: You're listening to Holistic Business Matters with Helen Harding, the show for complimentary practitioners, therapists, and coaches wanting to run their business in their way. Hello, and welcome to episode 44 of Holistic Business Matters. I'm Helen Harding. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by Kate Gare, who is a great friend of mine. We've known each other for quite some years now and we train together as practitioners and she helps women to build resilience. And this is from somebody who has had to do this for herself because she survived burnout twice, she's survived heart failure, and she's... a an award-winning coach, as well as being mum to twins and living a fulfilled life in Brighton. So instead of me waffling on and talking about Kate and how amazing she is, I'm just going to let you find that out for yourself. So on with the show. So today I've got a real treat for you. I've got a really good friend of mine and colleague who's joining me on the show, and it's Kate Gare. Hi, Helen. It's great to be here. Oh it's brilliant to have you on and Kate and I have known each other for way too many years now Mm -hmm. Um, and she does some a million a million (laughs) she does some amazing work around resilience and is is now an award-winning coach as well which is is pretty fantastic so do you want to introduce yourself Kate rather than me trying to introduce you?
1: Yeah thanks Helen it's so nice to be here And thank you for having me along. Um, So my name is Kate Gare, and I typically support professional women who are still managing everything, but they might be experiencing less joy in life. They might be tired all the time. They might be finding it really hard to perform at their best at work and home um, and really just fed up. They may be worried about or close to burnout as well. And I support them to basically get rid of the stuff that they don't need anymore and build more of the things that they do so that they are able to flourish and thrive resilient, resiliently, no matter what happens. Um, and, and that's yeah, and, so important. It's so important, isn't it? So important. And increasingly, obviously, because we
0: live in bonkers times. <laughs> so. And if you're listening to this, we're actually recording it in November 2020. So we're still in the middle of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So you've just won an award as well. So do you want to tell us about that? What's the award for? Thank you, Helen. Yes, I have. So
1: I have, um, it's a great honour. I have been awarded the most empowering life coach of 2020 by Global Health and Pharma for my work supporting and championing women. To live more powerful lives.
0: Oh, that's amazing! Ah, oh, and you know, no one deserves it more than than you for the work that you've been doing. So, huge, huge congratulations to you for that. Thank you. So, oh, resilience is one of these words that's been used a lot at the moment. And so, do you want to describe actually what resilience is? What you would describe resilience as being? Yeah, absolutely. Um, first of
1: all, I I, I like to start with what resilience isn't. Okay. So, so resilience is not the ability to take on more and more and more and more and more. It's absolutely not that. Resilience is the ability to bounce back from adversity, from challenging situations in a transformational way.
0: Okay. So
1: when I talk about resilience, I think it's really important that within that we include things like um, mental toughness and fortitude and strength and all of those things that enable people to thrive and flourish. Yeah. Um, No matter what happens. And we're definitely born with a certain amount of resilience. Yeah. Um, You know, it's kind of it's in our DNA. But the brilliant thing about resilience is that you can build it. It's a relatively small percentage um, that is a kind of given, but you can absolutely build it. It does deplete, but you can continue to build it. And it's almost like um, paying deposits into a bank. You can kind of pay in and pay in and pay in and pay in so that when you really need it, you can you can draw upon it.
0: Okay. Okay. Brilliant. And I think resilience is something that's really key to practitioners and to therapists to thrive because so often we are amazing to our clients and we give them everything, but we're not brilliant always looking after ourselves. So, and I'm sure you come across it a lot as well. It's, it's the whole idea of actually becoming resilient practitioners as well that that I'm really interested in for for this show so what would you say if we've got a practitioner that's kind of worried about their health what would you say are the first signs where they're not being resilient
1: I think it's so good to know isn't it and, and yeah. you, you know Helen you and I've known each other for a long time so you know what I didn't say in my intro was that I kind of come at this from someone who has burnt out twice so that's quite a skill that's pretty um, and, good going yeah yeah but also somebody you know who has survived heart failure yeah um, and so understanding those first signs of low resilience is really really key and and what we find is that we are kind of you know we do receive these nudges and as practitioners because actually what we really want to do is support other people we're also we can be really good at ignoring them Oh.
0: So, every, yeah, sorry. I was going to say, what sort of things would you say are nudges then? What what sort of things would they be?
1: Well, they, they're different for different people. But, for example, um, not being able to sleep because you're yeah. thinking about your clients or your patients. Mm-hmm. Not being able to switch off. So I know certainly a sign for me is if I'm spending time with my children, but I'm thinking about work. That is, that's you know, it can be a really early stage nudge. Yeah. But that is not great for me. Mm. Um, And also there's increasing evidence that um, vicarious trauma can happen. So you don't have to be supporting clients with trauma, but it's all, it's about, um, you know, there's a balance between compassion and empathy and just taking on your client's um, challenges. And that's obviously not very healthy. And the more of a lower ebb you are, the easier that is to happen. And and the the evidence really shows that um, newer practitioners, that's more likely to happen the newer practitioners because yeah. they haven't got the boundaries in place um you know there, there's other signs like um cancelling your self-care hmm. that's a big one for me I think yep. <laughs> yeah Helen's nodding yeah <laughs> nodding at each other um compassion fatigue depersonalization they're kind of almost losing that empathy you know there's there's a number of different signs a number of really big nudges and yeah. some of the nudges that we really shouldn't ignore and it's different for different people
0: yeah Yeah. And actually, some of them are quite common. So like you say, always thinking about work, and I can do that I can be out on a dog walk in the most amazing area. And I'm still thinking about what I need to do, how I need to do it, what this goes. And it is, it's that ability to switch off. But I think, as you said, with newer practitioners, it's really, really key to set some decent boundaries as well, because you can't carry your clients or your patients load.
1: No, I mean, it really is a sense of look after your own oxygen mask first. I mean, I think that's really important. And Helen, I don't know about you. I mean, obviously, we we're quite long in the tooth in terms of how long (laughs) we've been practicing now. But certainly when I was young, young
0: when we started,
1: we were gosh so young. (laughs) But when we um, when we started, I used to lose sleep. Yeah. Over over clients. And that that didn't put me in an incredibly in the best place to support them. Yeah. Um, and to the detriment of my own health, really. And that's that's not helpful for anyone. So, you know, creating clear boundaries um, understanding what your role is in, in that relationship. Um, so often practitioners might take on an over responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and that's not healthy.
0: No, it is. It is very hard, like you say, because practitioners just want to help people. Um, but also it's training the others isn't it it's training your your clients and your patients what those boundaries are so that they know what they're responsible for because you can't fix anyone can you you have to help them help themselves that's very true that's very true And and I suspect that
1: most practitioners have probably in their in their career have probably taken on one or two clients where they've really really wanted to support them because because of that desire to help people and support people and actually there hasn't necessarily been the best fit yeah um you know we've we've all we've all done that unfortunately yeah yeah
0: Yeah. and like you say it's 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 almost like your head overrules your heart because you you really want to help help someone and or is it the other way around actually the other way around yeah your heart (laughs) overrules your head but when you know instinctively that something's not right or something's not a good fit you just shouldn't go there because you you you're not doing yourself any favors and you're not doing the other person any favors either no and, and, and
1: we and we do that don't we I mean, we support people i know in yeah. your work you do this as well yeah if if there isn't that fit but we would support people to find the right person for them
0: oh yeah yeah no absolutely And it is difficult, you know, it's so much is based on you, your personality, whether you've got a good rapport with someone as well as your skills. So Mm -hmm. it's not a a just clean cut decision when you're when you're picking a practitioner. And I think that the fact that you need to be more resilient as a practitioner yourself, just puts you in a much better place to do a great job with your your clients. So if we've we've looked at some of the um, kind of warning signs that that somebody's not very resilient what would you say are some of the things that they could do or some of the steps that they could take to really help them to to start becoming more resilient yeah that's that's a really great question um I think the first thing is to create
1: a really a very solid a very robust self-care practice for themselves yeah and and make that as important as the other things in their life So I often say, and and Helen, you probably get why I say this is because, you know, you are the systems person, right? (laughs) In our relationship, you're definitely the systems person. But, you know, I have a Google diary now that is all about my self-care and I call it nourishment. But it's all about my self-care because I'm so much more useful to my family and also my clients when I look after myself. So having that in place, you know, recognizing you don't need to be an expert in everything, Um, practicing what you preach and getting yourself a coach or, you know, having somebody there to support you. Yeah, You can look at things like commitment cropping, you know, look at what you can cut down if you're feeling overwhelmed or you're spinning too many plates. Um, And then also really understanding what your stress signature is so that you can identify it as soon as it starts to happen. so um you know what that feels like um how what you're thinking when it's all just becoming a bit too much um and also when you're at top of your game so how your body feels your behavior how your relationships are working how you're experiencing work really understanding because this is very individual to each person even though there's commonalities Mm. so understanding how that impacts on you like what's the first sign so for example yesterday i um I spent, I think it was eight hours on Tuesday and, and similar yesterday on Zoom. Oh, so this morning, I, you know, and I could feel it in my body. I could really feel it. So I made sure that this morning I lived by the sea. I went out and had a really long walk by the sea. And that has absolutely replenished me, Yeah, you know, because that's, that's what I needed to do. And so it's, it's being okay with that. Um, continuing to work on yourself, you know, just because you're a practitioner or a coach
0: doesn't mean that you are supposed to have everything sorted. No,
1: you know it's it's absolutely okay to reach out for support and help.
0: And I think one of our, actually, both of us have been on a good friend of ours. We trained with him, Jeff Nicholson, and the Success IQ podcast. And um, he came onto this podcast a, mm. a few episodes ago. And one of his quotes really sort of struck home, which was, "If you're a coach and you don't have a coach yourself, you don't believe in the process." Yeah. Um, which I I think is just really spot on because again we don't have all the answers and sometimes you're just too close to your own stuff to to, to see it so yeah. I think having a support network whether that's uh, coaches whether it's mentors having that support network in place is just key to your resilience as well isn't it absolutely and being able to name what you're going through so there not being any
1: shame in, in reaching out yeah. for help it being a really really positive thing I yeah. think is important as well Um, And then kind of build, and then, sorry, Helen, but but, but building stuff in your life that really boosts your resilience. Yeah. So looking at whether that is, um, you know, connection with other people. I know connection at the moment is is different to how it might be normally. Connection with other people, doing things that make you feel good. Um, Yoga, meditation, you know, laughing. You know, there's lots of things that really boost you that can start to produce all that kind of happy hormones and the resilience hormones, making sure that... um, that you're working on your optimism, gratitude diaries. You know, there's lots and lots of things that you could put in place that you could have as your resilience toolkit. And it depends what's right for you. It's different things for different people. But there's lots of increasing evidence around resilience and around, um, you know, the practices that people need to put into place to build that resilience reserve. Um, and, and I think for everybody, regardless of what people's experience has been during 2020, we mm. all really need to and completely deserve to find that space and time for us to boost, to replenish our resilience reservoirs, because they've definitely been depleted, even if we're not aware of it. Yeah. Uh, to,
0: to be fair, I think, you know, for a lot of us where we've had to completely change the way we work. I mean, Kate and I used to to work in London together every month and by completely changing that and taking it online whilst it's had benefits, because I get to stay in Wales, it's it's been very different and you know I I have been known to spend you know quite long days just in the office on my own at the end of the garden and probably not putting myself first and so no so what what's your favorite kind of go-to booster if if you're so is it like the walks on the beach or something like that is that your kind of go-to
1: with with a really good friend Yeah.
0: yeah and playing being
1: playful with my children is really helpful, but definitely being outside in nature and yeah. water. Water is my thing. Okay, um, absolutely. And it was so windy. I did, so I did that today, and it was so windy, and the waves were so big, and it was just amazing. <laughs> just really practicing being present. And, yeah. and for me, I mean, on a more um, kind of logical level, it's also about having clear boundaries. So I switch yeah. my email when I finish work, and I have a, a separate work phone that goes off, and so I. I'm in charge of when I'm available because actually clients might message me at nine o'clock at night, which is totally fine because that's in their free time, just, yeah. like, just like we might. But being in charge of when I receive those messages is really, I found that to be so important for me, something really simple. yeah. Um, connection with um, other practitioners. Yeah. Um, you know, making sure that, that, that we have that, I think is really important. And I'm really just looking after myself, you know, from someone who used to, feel the weight of the world in terms of responsibility on my shoulders. And mm. absolutely, I was way down there. I don't even think I almost factored in my self-care to now what I believe to be a really healthy attitude to looking after myself and nourishing yeah. myself while still being a really present family member and present practitioner is yeah. just wonderful.
0: Yeah. And, and I think, we I mean, we've all seen the journeys we've all gone on over the years and the last few years you've just absolutely flourished and considering you have six-year-old twins so you've got your hands full I do (laughs) and being a twin myself I know how dodgy it can be (laughs) oh yes there's all the yeah all the kind of working together yeah working together (laughs) oh that's brilliant um so if somebody wants to come and find out about you and what you do and and the, the amazing work you do where's the best place for them to come
1: So I know you're going to provide links, aren't you? Yes, um, absolutely. Brilliant. My website is everylife.com. And I also have, at the moment, I have a a free kind of stress test for people. So you can come and find out actually how stressed are you um, and how resilient are you as a result. And um, early in 2021, I am launching my first online course around resilience um so that would be available as well and then
0: obviously I do my one-to-one work
1: um all the time as well
0: exciting I, I might have to come and have a go at that stress test although I'm a little bit nervous about that one <laughs>
1: no no but you see that this is it
0: right don't ignore it don't ignore <laughs> the, the thing is you want to you want to listen
1: to the nudges while they're really quiet yeah before they start screaming at you we know this don't
0: we because oh we that know and, and yeah. all these things yeah, absolutely. Um, like you say, you know, we, we know it from the work we do, but sometimes just admitting it to yourself can be a bit vulnerable, I suppose. Absolutely. So there's, and, and I think
1: particularly, I don't know if that... I find it, I mean, I work predominantly with women, and I support, yeah. predominantly I support women, but there's, this, there's often this shame, this yeah. shame that is not talked about. So it's not guilt, it is something that is much more about um, someone's kind of identity, this yeah. kind of hidden, this secret shame, that things might not be okay yeah and it's I mean I've been there you know but it's so unhealthy yeah um and and not needed anymore we need to be able to talk about this stuff
0: yeah absolutely totally totally and you know it's great to have you on my case as well yeah Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you do it now you know that don't you (laughs) and tell me the results you don't have to tell me the results if you do it everybody else but
1: Helen I think you should
0: Yeah. And I think actually everyone should go go and do the the test and and see how resilient you are, because even if it just wakes us up to what we need to to do, then it's going to make us much, much better practitioners. Yeah, absolutely. And just make, you know, coming out of whatever we're coming at, whenever anybody's listening to
1: this, you know, really challenging times just to almost press reset. Yeah, I think we all need to do that.
0: Yeah, just a bit. Oh, it's been brilliant. Thanks so much for coming on, Kate. Thank you for having me, Helen. It's been a pleasure. Lovely to speak to you. And you. You take care. Thanks. Bye. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Kate as much as I enjoyed talking to her. And she does some incredible work. So go along and find out what she's up to. I'll put all of the links to everything in the show notes. And for a full blog post, as always, the show notes and links, visit helenharding.co.uk forward slash podcast 44. And if you did enjoy the show, please subscribe and take a couple of minutes to leave me a review. I'd really appreciate it because it's going to help this show to get found. So until next time, take care and I'll speak with you soon. If you enjoyed this week's episode come and join me in our facebook group holistic business matters and join our community of like-minded practitioners coaches and therapists and be inspired and supported to create your business in your way